Fans and welcome to the latest edition of Let Me Tell You Something as we continue on our journey to watch every match that Dave Meltzer has rated five stars or higher that is possible for you to get your hands on. We've continued on this journey through the amazing year of 2018, the highest number of five star matches until the next year. Hey. Uh, and we were followed. Then we followed up with a mini series within itself of this G1 Climax 2018, and we've just finished one mini series within that self of a trilogy of matches between Ishii, Goto, and Omega to a second trilogy within the Septology. Oh my God, Simon! <laughs> so many intertwining stories. What is this? New Japan Pro Wrestling? Oh, it is. As it happens, yes. <laughs> Is it another part, chapter in another long-standing storyline as well? As it happens, yes. What are we talking about, Sai, for our Block A final? We have got Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Kazuchika Okada. Do you think they've faced each other before? Do you know what? I think it's come up. So this is a very different Kazuchika Okada we're encountering. Someone was saying it's a cocaine binge (laughs) Okada. It's fair to say a big weight's been taken off his shoulders. Yeah. And I don't just mean Gado. Hey. I mean, Gado's like bandanas. Were you, were you aware happens. of this phase of Okada's behaviour? I knew he had sort of cracked after losing the title. And indulged in crack, possibly. <laughs> um, obviously, that's why he's back in the long trousers. Um, well, he was in the long trousers when he lost it. Towards the end, yeah. But it's the, it's the red, Simon. The red. Yeah, and the remix of his theme and the lack of a big old glowy blingy jacket either yeah by the way the remix of his theme don't like it his his original theme certified banger i think it's kind of intentionally designed for you not to entirely like it i know i know it's like the whole uh dubstep uh blake and murphy thing in nxt that that was entirely to wind people up <laughs> and it worked so okada here it is it is this idea that he's truly liberated at this point he's not he's been the champion for two years he's carried the company on his shoulders yeah. he's had insane match after insane match where he's had all the stress on top of him of doing that and now he's not got those even though he maybe wants them he doesn't necessarily want them want them want them want them or need them at this point in time he's almost directionless as it were it's sort of like he's just got out of a long-term relationship with the title. yeah yeah kind of yeah, right I'm now he's, uh... he didn't get any like piercings in weird places, or <laughs> and he's tentatively downloading Bumble and Hinge and what have you. <laughs> oh, what what lighting's the best? What's Hinge? Hinge is the um, the new hot thing in the dating app scene. Uh, so Tinder's actually like formal by the wayside. Oh, is... but I went on Tinder recently, and it was a dumpster fire. Yeah. All dumpster so fires. the two main ones now are Bumble. Yeah, I'm aware of Bumble. Uh, where the women have to engage you first. I'm aware of it. Um, <laughs> it's just the way you said that. <laughs> I'm aware of it. <laughs> Bloody tumbleweed comes on when I load it up, but I'm aware. <laughs> and uh, Hinge. Um, Hinge is good because it doesn't let people go on until they've fully completed their profile. It's got weight. It's got like conversation t- t- topics it can like you can send to people, icebreakers. Its tagline is designed to be deleted. It's 
it's marketed itself really well, and a lot of people are going on it. Is Hinge spelt like H N G E? No, no, they've got to get rid of some sort of letter. No, in it's the traditional spelling. My of Hinge. God, as is Bumble, the traditional spelling of Bumble. Mm. Well, we get into a bit You're of so a... two thousand and late. I'm telling you, someone who would do very well on Bumble is Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh Christ, he'd clean up. <laughs> Uh, mainly because they want to know what sort of hairspray he uses. Yeah, and his his first photo will probably be a gif of his opening his jacket to reveal the studly physique underneath. Christ. I mean, how old is he at this point? Uh, he would be 41. He's in his 40s, definitely. At yeah, this and Okada's, what, 30? Because it's his, yeah, it's his just 32nd birthday today. Yeah, well, given away when we're recording this, if people want to... Look it up online. Sorry, I broke the fourth wall there. Very professional there. And we paid for these four walls this time. I know. Well, we've not paid, we're not paid, paid. but, you know, we could I'll use the vending machine. <laughs> you made 20p out of it, but the... Uh-oh, we're not going to get invited back now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You, you would say that now we've used my credit card details for the book. <laughs> Where really? are those credit, credit card details again, Simon? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> people want to... Uh, Listen to the um, back free. That, we could probably do that and just reveal a digit each at a time and see how many people. Can... No, we're not. So this five that. star match, Simon, that we've had. Digit number one. It actually is. That's a scary <laughs> bit. Ah, Mastercard man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wrestling. <laughs> um. So yeah. So this is a. This is a funny one as well of... Um, so Okada's the one that needs to be the aggressor in this match, as is established. Going into it, Okada had lost his first two matches, but then, as is the way, starts making a comeback and wins the next six. He lost to Jay White, his supposed chaos teammate who used unscrupulous tactics to win. Boo. Boo, I tells you. Um, and then he also lost to Bad Luck Fale, with his firing squad allies interfering until Bad Luck Farley just start, decided, I'm not even going to try and win this thing. I'm just going to try and hurt people and get disqualified for the whole <laughs> tournament. Um, whereas Tanahashi had won his first night against Minoru Suzuki. Believe me, that took a lot out of him. Jesus Christ. Then the next night he loses to the unscrupulous Jay White, but then goes on a winning streak of his own of uh, six matches. So they're both coming in off of six-match win streaks. Or five match win streaks. I apologise. So they're the hot hands in in the uh, in the block. But that's the key thing going. Just like how last year it was Okada that could live with the time limit draw in his match with Omega. It's now Tanahashi that can live with the time limit draw against Okada. And of course, at this stage, like we said, the, the key dynamics of this is that Okada did surpass Tanahashi, and they point this out in commentary that the last time Tanahashi had beaten Okada was three and a half years earlier at that Wrestle Kingdom match, where it seemed like he might have been able to retain the ace figure of the promotion but then Okada finally does vanquish him the next year at Wrestle yeah. Kingdom and subsequently they have a time limit draw to G1 Climax and then Okada defends the title against him only a few months earlier before uh, Omega breaks him and he suddenly starts dyeing his hair red and running around with balloons <laughs> and th- that was the he was carrying a balloon with him when he made his entrance until they got to the Budokan because apparently they ban balloons there uh, yeah blue- I think balloons are banned in the city I can't remember um, there are a few there are more and more cities that are outright banning balloons now that seems harsh yeah um this is like the random events aside. There is um, a massive balloon releasing which happened in America in the 70s, which was indirectly linked to the death of a woman. 
uh, because it affected, where the hell is this going? Because it affected the search and rescue stuff so badly. So balloons are getting more and more a bad rap because of David Attenborough and mm. like famous cases like that. Anyway, wrestling. So Sorry. yeah, Okada <laughs> has twelve points. Oh, Tanahashi has. Sorry, Okada has ten points. Tanahashi has twelve points at this stage. Yeah. So a draw will do it. No, no. Oh, Tanahashi has fourteen points. Okada has twelve points. There we go. Okada wins. Then he's got over on Tanahashi on the head-to-head front. Tanahashi wins. Obviously, he goes through on sixteen points. Or if he draws, he goes through on fifteen points. And Okada stuck on thirteen. And no one else is close to him. Yeah. And obviously, non-G one wise, if Tanahashi wins, he finally gets a win against Okada in yeah. recent times. For the first time in 1,300 days, I think they were saying in commentary. And that's what's funny, because in the first part of the match, it does seem like Tanahashi's playing a I'm okay with the time limit draw. He does that thing where he goes for the headlock and he holds on to it for a while. He works it so well, the headlock. You don't feel bored when he's applying it. And he's trying to control Okada, but he's not necessarily trying to hurt him that much. But then there comes a point, you feel, at that some stage in the match where Tanahashi's like, I could genuinely win this. And well, so then it becomes he's fighting to win the match. Yeah. Right al- up to the end. And also, I think that's just his pride and competitive nature getting hold of him. And also, because Okada's opening up, yeah. because he's going more aggressive, I think the opportunity's is, there. I think this is also a sign, maybe, this whole tournament story is that of, whilst Okada is still the most skilled, most uh, able player, he doesn't necessarily have that fighting spirit that Tanahashi had. I can't remember if it was this G1 or the one before, but if it was this G1 where the catchphrase of the whole tournament was be a survivor, yeah, I think that's that sense that oh, Tanahashi just has that will. I think it's this one because I think it's on the Young Lions t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the whole story of the tournament in many ways, that it's the person that can survive and has the most mental strength. It's not just about the physical strength. Yeah. And, and maybe Okada is mentally weaker than Tanahashi was. Well, at this point, yes, because he's in mourning still. Mm. Like, he hasn't fully got over his title loss. And that's why he's trying to make the fans like him. Because maybe he, in his head, he's thinking, the only reason the fans liked me is because I was champion. So now I've got to hand out balloons. Now I've got to be <laughs> wacky. And I don't think he hands out balloons. He just plays with his own balloon. Oh... I think it is just Okada following his own natural instincts, yeah. and those instincts might be to line As up... As euphemisms go, play with his own balloon is up there. Lining up on some rails, maybe, later on. Jesus. And in Japan, that's running a risk. Yes. <laughs> uh, they do not take kindly to that. But there they? is that sense as well that Okada did, after losing those two matches, did start to strain himself up, and it's that sense that he's still so innately gifted that even when he's not... At 100%, either mentally or maybe physically, he can still pull out the wins in these matches when he has to. Kind of like muscle memory. Yeah, yeah, really, it is. Like, the the whole thing about Okada, I think his whole thing is that he's just the most innately, physically gifted wrestler of his generation. Like, he doesn't even have to necessarily try as hard as someone like a Goto that we'd seen earlier that tries so hard and still falls short. Okada almost doesn't have to put in that effort. And it's insane when you think about his age. Yeah. Like, I know, spoiler alert, I did give it away and break the fourth wall earlier, but he could go for another 10 to 15 years. Well, it will take, yeah, it will take nine years at time of recording. It won't be until 2028 until he's the age that Tanahashi is going into this tournament. 
That's insane. That's nine G1 climaxes, nine Wrestle Kingdom main events, nine Dominion main events. Yeah. He won't necessarily be in all of them, but he could be a part of all of them. Well, if he's still with New Japan. He could be having classic matches against uh, people that haven't even done the Young Lion training scheme at this point. They're in high school at this stage. Yeah. And maybe in nine years' time, one of them is facing an old, wise Okada. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if the Okada character does work in the wise, old veteran figure or whether he'd have to reinvent himself a bit like when Kijimuto shaved his head and grew a goatee Tanahashi I guess keeps the rock star look but you know yeah he'll he'll find a way I I have that assurance uh, that he will find a way Mm. and who knows he may not even be in New Japan like yeah we never know what is I mean it sounds mad for a man who's obviously again still relatively so young but what is there left for him to do there? Really? Well, we'll have to wait and see. I know. Because um, Tanahashi's been able to do a hell of a lot still. That's true. That's true. Uh, and obviously, well, Tanahashi to, just seems to enjoy it. To but... me, the, the, the majority of this match seems to be Tanahashi controlling it, but Okada looking for those openings. And it's funny that it's Okada that's trying to get the win. It's Okada that's a bit more desperate. Essentially, he's the challenger against Tanahashi for the first time in years. Yeah. Which is why the moment he gets the first opening he does, he absolutely smashes Tanahashi's knee into that floor. Yeah, they do do some... They both go for each other's knees again. And this is again like my one maybe criticism of Okada, that he doesn't necessarily always do the limb work as well as he could, in that it doesn't factor into the finish of most of his matches. We don't really... You don't have to, but then you wonder what's the point of what they're doing. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it, I understand it, but the difference between him and Tanahashi is Tanahashi's building to the cloverleaf. He's, you know, he's got his dragon screws and he's got his cloverleaf. I mean, I, granted, we've never it's seen It's also him just about him wearing an opponent down until they can't get up and that allows him to hit the, the you know, the, um, yeah. the high fly flow on his downed opponent. Yeah, there is obviously something to be said for taking away the power base, but it's just weird that I can't... I, I can't think of a leg submission that Okada really uses. No, like I said, he tried to get over the Cobra Clutch last time, but yeah. he doesn't really have that. But what's also good as well that I love is that kept is that Tanahashi knows those escapes and those reversals to Okada's moves maybe better than anyone else. He constantly is finding ways to escape or dodge the tombstones and the drop kicks and especially the Rainmakers. He's always got... It's very Tombstone-centric, this yeah. match as yeah. well. Like, more than recent um, matches that Okada's been in, he seems to be, like, using that as his definite definite setup move mm. more and more these days. But, yeah, I was just also thinking about how Tanahashi's whole thing is that he fights, he keeps fighting back and fighting back, and, like, there comes a point when Okada has been going after his knee, but he decides to just start no-selling the forearms. And essentially that lures Okada, because Okada goes for a boot, and Tanahashi sees that coming, catches it, Dragon screw. The crowd reaction when he just catches that boot as well. That's brilliant. That's when you know you're in like a you're a hot thing with the crowd still. But yeah, Tanahashi uh, is able to reverse Tombstone and actually hit the Tombstone himself right at the 15 minute mark as well. I thought that was good. Yeah, I do love. Um, he puts an extra bit of spring in it as well. Not mm. like a jumping one, but he goes up to go down quite a bit. Mm. I don't know if that's necessarily <laughs> that's because of the uh, the height of Okada possibly as well, um, and yeah, so Tanahashi is able to control it. 
he wins a forearm off. Okada doing his classic crumbling to the mats. Um, Okada tries to do a comeback with some uppercuts, but Tanahashi eventually takes control, drop kicks Okada off the apron to the outside. Follows out with a high fly flow. Now, whereas, like like I said, in the previous match that we'd had, the, the title defence, the record-breaking title defence for Okada, he um, <clears throat> he's able to... When when, Okada, when Tanashi hits the high fly flow, it's because Okada's been dominating him up to that point. And again, yeah. it's a sign of maybe the mental weakness of Okada, that it's actually been Tanahashi that's dominated at that point. And it's not like then he runs into a tombstone immediately after. He is in control at this point, uh, mentally and, and physically. Because he immediately, like, um, well, not immediately. Like, Okada can barely get onto the apron because of his hurt knees. Oh, and when he does. I I know we say, like, a shark smelling blood, but Mm. this is peak that. When he just grabs his leg and does that um, rope-assisted dragon screw and drop kick to the knee as well. It's like, oh, he's so weak, he's so exposed, I'm going to, like, you know, put him in the knee brace, basically. Yeah, yeah, this is Tanahashi at his most... Like I said, Tanahashi, like Bret Hart, you just feel like a... That's a wrestler working with an intelligent strategy that's paying off for him during the course of the match. Yeah. Use what brought you to the dance, and it's brought him to like you know big main events and stuff like that. His cloverleaf is brilliant, especially the way he um, when he's losing control of it, he sort of just grabs Okada's legs, hoists him up, and then it just smashes out a Styles clash yeah, on him. That was a really cool spot as well, and that he thinks that's his opening goes to the high fly flow, and that does miss. Yeah, I mean, but it's also a sign that Tanahashi's taking those risks to win the match. Yeah. He could easily just then put him in a hold for two minutes and wind the clock down. Reapply the clock. But he release. wants that win over yeah. him. Okay, and maybe this is the moment where he realises, I can beat him. Yeah. I can have to. I was going to be happy with a draw, but I can win this match. Yeah. And, it, and that is the moment things accelerate. Because obviously he's gone for the high fly flight. Okada's Well, it's because Okada needs to finish him. Yeah. And he needs to finish him quick. Okada evades it just about, obviously gets past him. And then um, the next two drop kicks he hits are some of the best, best drop kicks I've seen Okada do. Mm. The one and that's the... saying something. Exactly. And there's a lot to choose from. You're right. The one to the back of the head. Yeah. Nasty, but great. It's just... Perfect. It like right gets him right center yeah. in the back of the head. Like you say, it's just Okada's muscle memory at this point. It's yeah. like maybe I don't know what whether I want to win this tournament or not, but just my body seems to want to. So okay, yeah. let's do this thing. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, it's the survival instincts. Like he was nearly like you know pinned by Tanahashi. Maybe like that's the pride part of his brain waking up and going, Nah, not this guy. This guy can't pin you. Mm. And so. Again, it's but again, it's that perfect thing of Tanahashi always has a strategy, he always has a way out. So Okada setting him up for the rainmaker, but what does T- Tanahashi do? Sling blades the mother. <laughs> Brilliant transition. Like you are right, he's he's so fluid. Which mm. for a man who's had all the knee, shoulder, arm, neck, head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes <laughs> trouble, um, and for a man who's so. He's like not a slight man. Not yeah. he is stacked. Um, to see his fluidity, especially at this age, it's quite astounding. Or I do wonder if he does DDP yoga. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then they're battling over a tombstone. Omega Okada gets him up, but then um, Tanahashi's again able to reverse it into a twist and shout. And again, it's that holding on. He holds on, and that's three of them follows it up with sling blade and then a high fly flow cross body. He's going for the finish. He's going to win it. And again, reminiscent of how Okada won Wrestle Kingdom. It was at that moment where he drop kicks him mid high fly flow. 
and uh, gets a tombstone for a long two count off of that. And this is at the 25 minute point. And then we're going into an exchange of like Rainmaker's escape turned into a Dragon Suplex, turned into a Rainmaker, that's escaped, and then Okada's able to hit the drop kick. Um, but then, then there's a sequence where they're trying to dodge the Rain, where Tanashi's trying to dodge the Rainmaker, and it's the only one that's hit of the match, and it's a discus yeah. spinning Rainmaker. It's like, I can't get you with a normal Rainmaker, you know how to escape it, so I'm just going to have to do something Improvise. where he sort of spins him, he sort of twists, like blocks a clothesline of Tanahashi's, spins it and turns it into a Rainmaker. And it's kind of weird because I'm used to spinning, like a spinning, a back, a spinning back fist is better than a normal back fist, a spinning back elbow is better than an elbow, but for this one, because he's having to do something different to what he usually does for the Rainmaker, it seems like a weaker one. Because maybe it's exhaustion, maybe it's the fact his like hips and feet aren't planted the way he normally plants himself before the Rainmaker. But it doesn't seem to have the same level of damage uh, effect on Tanahashi. Mm. I just, it just it, it just really points to the desperation that Okada's experiencing. And Okada, I don't think he even goes for a pin off of that. He just thinks this is my opening to hit him with a proper Rainmaker. But then again. Evasion number 72. Yeah. Tanahashi's able to turn it into an inside cradle. Tries it again, turns it into a dragon suplex, and that gets a really long two count. So, And Tanahashi's the aggressor right onto the final minute. Like, it's the 29-minute minute mark. He's elbowing out of a Rainmaker, and this is the callback to the previous match, where he goes to run for what well, you would assume a sling blade. Okada grabs onto the tights, brings him back in, looking for the Rainmaker... But instead, Tanashi just slaps him in the face. And what a slap. The sound, <laughs> yeah. the way Okada falls, it's sold like a haymaker. And Tanashi sees the opening, goes to the high fly flow to the back, and then he goes to turn him over to pin him because it's like he knows, I think the referee, you know, he knows that there's not enough time to get up and what he would usually do, which is the second high fly flow. Yeah. So it's even like he basically knows he's got the time limits at that point, but he wants the pin. And he doesn't quite get it. And so he goes to try and do the, the high fly flow again, but mid-climb. So that's what's funny as well. It's not even that Tanahashi is trying to run down the clock. He's trying to win right up to the last second. Yeah. And he essentially has wrestled a perfect match. And you have the feel that if that match, had, like the Okada Omega 60-minute draw, if it had gone another minute, Tanahashi would, would have, have won. won. Yeah. So it's like the moral victory. Even though he doesn't get the stat, he doesn't get the 16 points, yeah. and he doesn't get the win, there is that sense of, this Okada that doesn't have the mental toughness maybe that I did, it's can beatable. be beaten. Yeah. He's um, a human, like, again, in like, Tanahashi's eyes. He's this... If it bleeds... <laughs> if its head looks like it's bleeding, we can definitely kill it. He's um, and he's also on the path to getting an obviously another G one as well. Mm. Like we we are just talking about his obsession with Okada, but we, if we flip back to the competition he's in, like it would be more momentum to win the match. Sure, mm. you could go all Mourinho esque and take the draw, but there is a. Well, that was the thing. I was again. I was saying this was maybe even better analogy of someone being of Chelsea being one nil up. The, the bell essentially yeah. and they could like say he could have done a Jose but he's not like that he's yeah. a man with integrity <laughs> wow <laughs> some strong views being put across it even though we've been saying I think it's again this is like the previous one where it's like the story is a five star story the psychology is five stars I'm not sure if the action in ring is five star caliber and then it becomes a case of what do you prioritise 
do get where you're coming from with this one. Um, I can I agree with that, but I think the execution of the story is so good that I again I'm going to lean into it and say yes, five stars for this. Because you've given it five stars, I will refrain from giving it five stars. I think if you hadn't, I would have. As weird as it sounds, so I think it deserves like a fifty percent of a five star. Um, like it shouldn't be a unanimous decision. Right. It's a split decision. I feel like this is a split decision five star match. So say you had to have gone first though, what would I you probably have wouldn't have gone five stars if it's just about me. I think I would I would go with my first instinct and it's just me trying to be charitable mm. and then you've done it for me. <laughs> you know, so I don't have to make the final donation to the Kickstarter because it's already reached its target price. Yeah. It's like no I support it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I clicked on the link. I'm with it in theory. Yeah, I didn't put my credit card details in, but, you know, uh, yeah, on paper it looks all right. Just trying to make it out. I don't think this is a match that Melts... I think Melts just gave it five stars. Yeah. <laughs> just five stars. So but the next that. match that we're covering is a five and a half star encounter. And it's a match that might have been the most hotly anticipated match for a number of years at this point. Oh, God, it's got, it's got history. It's got build. It's got intrigue. It's got love. It's got golden love. Mm-hmm. It's Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi. And it's the Block B final to see who faces Tanahashi in the G1 Climax final the next night. So there's what can people do in between to get in touch with you so I can give you their gold love? <laughs> people can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free. Free for the free count that Tanahashi just didn't quite get at the end. My name's Lorca Mullen, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for alarm clock, N for no time limits. That's my Twitter handle, that's my Instagram account, that's my Facebook, Letterboxd. If you want to get in touch with me via email, then just put an at gmail.com at the end of Lorca Mullen, that's how you can get in touch with me. You can get in touch with the show at lmtyspod at gmail.com, and then lmtyspod is also our Twitter handle. But there's nothing left to say at this point other than, my name's Lorca Mullen. My name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five star time until the next time.